community voices on Asake Online, giving you a platform to have your say. Community voices on Asake Online, giving you a platform to have your say. Community voices, community stories, real life challenges. Hello. 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 Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the talk with Dr. Nyasha William Kwazemba show. Uh, my guest, uh, welcome Zingai Taga. Uh, as I've been saying lately, that uh, we're going to be talking to one vibrant leader, uh, a human rights activist. Uh, he has been arrested uh, for standing up against corruption and also in support for for the release of Jacob Ngarivume and uh, Hopel uh, Chinono. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are happy to host you today, um, Zingai. Thank you. It's a pleasure yes, to uh, be here. Yes. Can you, can you, tell, can you tell us what, what transpired on the day that uh, you, you were arrested? Because uh, on Twitter we had seen uh, a picture, uh, some of your pictures are uh, carrying a, a placard and a Zimbabwean flag. What, what really happened? And the next we people were searching for you and a hashtag was launched. Uh, frames in Ayetaga because uh, I think it took almost uh, the whole day people trying to locate where you are and they couldn't find you in any police station uh, where you are, you are based. Can you tell us what really happened? What transpired on that day? Okay, so this was on the 30th of July, 2020, as you know. Um, yes. I had, um, I think it was I was left alone at home and um, everyone, my parents, my sister, all, they were out of the house. And then uh, there was this video that I had seen circulating of uh, soldiers beating people in Harare, I think, yes. um, when people were being forced to go back home and being told about curfew. So I think it's that yes. particular video that really triggered me the most. And I was like, okay, if this is the way Zimbabweans are supposed to live with uh, being a uh, uh, being uh, uh, brought to this kind of level to be beaten by the people that are supposed to be protecting them, then what's the point yes. of being in Zimbabwe? So I think at that point, that is when I just realized, no, let me just leave everything behind and let me go out and really protest, you know, peacefully, because yes. I had no intention of um, being violent or anything of that sort. It was a, a moment for me to say, I think it's high time we stop talking or being Twitter Twitter warriors, but actually being on the ground and saying that enough is enough. So yeah. this was me on the 3rd of July at 2, um, going out there with placards, both front and back with different concerns, but nothing yes. to unseat a government, nothing to do with PF. It was just a genuine concern on human rights. And I believe that every Zimbabwean has a right to speak out about the human rights violations in Zimbabwe despite uh, government, what government is ruling, as long as the human rights violations So for me, it was a matter of, okay, I'd done those placards, and then I asked um, the person who stays at our cottage to take pictures of me, um, and that is when I held my flag and my placards at the same time. So I'd yes. done that so that I could be able to post, but I wasn't sure if I should have posted by then or just wait up until I come back to say, okay, I've done this protest. People can now see that I've done something. So yes. luckily, enough, after taking those pictures, there is one person that I sent those photos to, and that was Titi Dangaremba. So Titi Dangaremba yeah. is my mentor. 
um, yeah. because of yeah. Um, so I told her that this is the story. Um, I'm going out now. I'm going to protest, and um, she said good luck and whatever that was. And I told her that if any, at least I knew that as long as she knows that this is what's happening to me, she will know what to do if something happens to me. Yeah. So in a way, you could say that I had calculated that if something goes wrong, I know someone knows that this is what happened, and that was yeah. the thing. So I had left the house. I took in my earphones. I took in my mask, my glasses, my cap. I was socially distanced. I was safe. There was nothing that I was violating. I wasn't violating any curfew. I wasn't violating any, you know. It was just me yeah. taking a walk around my neighborhood and then just coming back. So an hour later, this was at 3.05 p.m., just near morning side shops when I was now literally going back home um, after taking my walk. This is when I encountered uh, a car of police people who were going back to Hillside Police. So Hillside Police is literally just near where I stay. Like, it's just a drive. So when they were passing, they were actually coming from Morningside shops where um, people were there and they were just telling them to close up shop because, you know, curfew was at 3 p.m. or something like that. And because they were also preparing for the 31st of July as they knew that stuff was going to happen. So it was just a matter of them patrolling and making sure that people are closing shop. So when no. they encountered me, when they were going down uh, on the way to Hillside Police, it's like, ah, this boy, then they realized something because I had written Free Zimbabwe in, the, in big letters. And then the yeah. rest was like more letters. So when they saw Free Zimbabwe, then they turned back because they'd driven off literally and then they turned back. And I'm in my earphones. I can't hear anything. I'm just walking. Huh. And then they stop in front of me. And then, and then the woman, the lady, who, the arresting officer, she came out and she's like, ah, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm walking. And she's like, get into the car. And I'm like, why am I entering the car? And she's like, get into the car. You know, she was supposed to get into the car. And I'm like, okay, fine. It as if I am resisting. I might as well just get into the car and go with them because this is what has happened. You know, you never know with police. They can even touch you for resisting. Uh, so yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah. So I went into the car. I removed the placards because they told me to remove them. And then I arrived at the side for the station which is where I got out again and they made me wear my placard out. And there were a lot of police officers out there. Then they were marveling what was happening. They, oh, there's someone that they found who was protesting. Oh, okay. And then they started taking pictures of me, you know, turn around. They took pictures. And then they're like, what? How old are you? And I'm like, I'm 21. And they were all shocked. They're like, you're 21 years and you're doing this kind of thing. And I'm like, you're never too young or too old to demonstrate. To Straight, yeah. Exactly. So for, for them, it was a shock to them because Stuff like that, especially in Blau, it never really happens that much. It's always usually Harare. And in Blau, the fact that this happened in the low-density suburbs, that has never happened ever in the history of Blau. So yeah. I was kind of like the best person that they found. And I, I guess the case was so big to the point that even when I was arrested at Hillside Police Station, they had to transfer me to Central because of the nature of the case. You know, case, yeah, you know, to, to yeah. law and order. Exactly. So um, I got arrested there. They took all my details by then. And in my head, because I've never been arrested before, I yes. should have actually waited even to answer questions because I'm like, I'm not going to answer if my lawyer is not there. But by mm. then, I'd already put them my name. I'd already shown them my ID. The so they yeah. already had basic stuff of me to the point that they could make their charge and, you know, be done with it. And of which, when I called my lawyer to say, okay, this is what's happening. Can you please? And I I didn't know any lawyer besides her, Amanda. So it was like, okay, Amanda, this yeah. is what's happened. I'm arrested. I don't know how, if you can handle this case, but I know that you're the lawyer. 
can you please help me in five minutes you are there but at that time they had already started they had already like finished drafting my child you know yes. to the point that there was no point there was no saving me at this point because they had already done what they wanted to do um yes. and of course i tried to phone my sister because family also needs to know what's happening uh, but yes. my sister couldn't pick up so, but my older sister in Harare was the one that found out and so she was dealing with all of that in and then in no time I found my sister was there also with my lawyer and then minutes after my dad also had appeared and in my head I'm thinking okay my father's probably going to be mad because like my father like he's just one of those people but he was actually very proud of me and that it was really shocking to see yeah. my own father being proud because you know, he just would be worried to say okay my son has been arrested because he demonstrated okay that might mean something bad but that's not that's not the case my father was definitely very proud of me and I was like okay that's encouraging um yes. so at that moment you know i meet my lawyer i talk to her i'm like okay this is what happened and she literally says to me that there's nothing that you've done wrong here i see no charge even like when she looked at the charge sheet she really found out like how do how are they charging you for inciting and public uh, violence yes that anyone who did not uh, commit public violence did anyone did, did anyone come out did anyone want to join you there was no one who did it's probably just people who came out or took pictures of me along the way when they were driving. But that yes. was as far as there's no one who really came out and said, okay, 